I am delighted to be joined by a local author named Carolyn Newcomb, who has an autobiography out called Choices and Wheels. Carolyn, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. And we should talk about your book. First off, tell me a little about yourself and what inspired you to want to write this autobiography. I'm Cleo Pearl. To save time, I'm going to speak for Carolyn. She has a lifelong disability and has lived in the area most of her life. She grew up in Chaplin, lived in Mansfield for 21 years, and now lives in Willimannock. Her disability is cerebral palsy, which is caused by a lack of oxygen, usually during the birthing process. There are various degrees of cerebral palsy. She said, thank you for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I understand that this book called Choices and Wheels, uh, what was the purpose of writing the book? The purpose of writing this book is twofold. To demonstrate that God can and does use anyone, whether they have a disability or not, to accomplish his purposes and to give you a tiny taste of life living with a physical disability. Her hope is that the reader's view of life will be enriched and that your view of people with disabilities will be expanded. A disability does give you a perspective on certain things. Any person perceives circumstances differently depending on their experiences in life. Sprinkled throughout the book are stories of reaction of individuals to my particular disability, cerebral palsy. The last third of the book has some chapters written by friends to give you, the reader, another perspective. Who am I talking to again? I didn't, under, I didn't realize we'd be doing this through a third person here. I'm intrigued by the fact that, that she really can't communicate verbally but she could write a book of only two of nearly two hundred pages. Yeah, I yeah, she can, but because of her speech, um, it's harder in order to um, get across what she's saying. So I, somebody has to interpret for her. I, yeah, she understands everything you're saying, but she thought in order to save a little bit of time, she um, wrote out, like, the questions and the answers for me to be able to give you in order to save you some time. And what is your role in her life? Are you like a caretaker? Yeah, I'm a personal assistant. So as far as the book, Choices and Wheels, what spurred you on to write the book? Okay. Um, she says she has a good friend that she's known for years, and every once in a while she would say, you should write a book. People need to know about this. Her friend was usually referring to a situation where a person was treating Carolyn inappropriately. For example, she was traveling on a plane to a professional event for her work. After boarding the plane, the stewardess gave her a little pin of wings like you would give to a child. There are several stories like that throughout the book, and some of them are funny. Was there a certain audience that you wanted to reach? Not exactly. Although we have come a long way since Carolyn was young, 
She thinks there are still misconceptions and myths regarding persons with disabilities. Of course, you could say most people groups are misunderstood in some way. In this book, dispels some of the misconceptions, gives a tiny insight into disability and life issues. Carolyn will consider choices of wheels a success. And I'm also intrigued by the fact that while it's obvious that she has a difficult time communicating verbally, she can clearly communicate in words. She and I had emails back and forth setting this program up, and she's got a book of nearly 200 pages, the autobiography of her life. So obviously she has the ability to communicate with the keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, people around her. We do understand her conversation. I do not. Can you translate that? Okay. She says people around her do understand her conversation. Yeah, but she does everything like through the computer because her mind is really good. So she can type on the computer with a. stick that's kind of attached to her head so it makes it easier for her that's amazing that she's able to do that is there a favorite part of the book for carolyn yeah she says there there are two or three chapters that carolyn would consider her favorites one's entitled a new creation the chapter is about carolyn's relationship with pam who was court-ordered to go to Teen Challenge, a Christian recovery program. Another one of her favorites is called Early Years, which most people may not realize. In the 50s and 60s, there was very little of anything in the way of adaptive sports equipment. The following will give you a glimpse of life back then. Like most individuals, I only remember glimpses of memories of the early years in life. In a way... I did most activities children do, swim, play hide-and-seek, went downhill sledding, and even skating. This was way before adaptive sports equipment, so my dad had to be creative. Due to having cerebral palsy, my balance and coordination are greatly affected. I've spent my life in a sitting position. I was six when I received my first wheelchair. Before then, I got around by rocking in a child-sized rocking chair. Dad drilled a large bolt in the center of the seat and patted it. When someone placed me in the rocking chair, they would put my legs on either side of the bolt. Dad had the same concept in mind when he decided when he designed a sled. He took a store-bought wooden sled, built the back and sides on it, and put a bolt where my upper thighs would be. So when the family went sledding down the hill and the field and back of the house, Dad would put me on his shoulders, piggyback style, holding my wrists as we walked up the snow-covered hill. Actually, I think Mom stayed inside to get a little peace. Uh One of my brothers would carry the sled up the hill. Dad would sit me securely in the sled and give me a shove. It was always an adventure to see how far across the field I could go. Ice skating wasn't as fun for me, but I still enjoyed being outside in the fresh, cold winter air. There was a pond in the woods a little distance from the hill 
we went sledding on. When we got there, I sat in the sled, and each family member would take turns pulling me around the pond by a long rope, which was attached to the sled. Skating was my mom's speed, so sometimes she would join us. Board games, mind puzzlers, and books were an essential part of the Newcomb household. Heaven knows how many times Mom read Make Way for Docklands, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarves, and the list goes on. As I grew older, I took the time to read longer, more mature books, such as The Secret Garden, Charlotte's Web, Stuart Little, and many more. She instilled in each of her children the love of reading and the sense of adventure and learning through books. I remember sitting at my dad's lap watching him teach either Vaughn or Glenn to play chess. He explained the different directions each of the pieces could move and describe various possible moves. Although I was young, I must have absorbed something. Years later, when I was dating Ken, my first love, we played our first game of chess, and I won. His pride must have been hurt because he never asked me to play chess again in the five years that I knew him. A game of Monopoly was a frequent occurrence in the house, sometimes lasting for hours. Someone would move my piece around the board for me and throw the dice, but I would make the decisions, smart or otherwise, when choices had to be made. I don't remember winning too many Monopoly games, but considering my competition, that's not surprising. In adult life, Vaughn became a certified public accountant. Glenn had a successful retail business for over 35 years, and Ben and Bev obtained her master's degree in governmental affairs from Columbia University. Since my family loved the outdoors, another adventure we enjoyed together was going to Lake Titus in upstate New York. My dad's half-sister, Jerry, and her husband, Bill, owned an unheated cabin, which they let various family members use. We went up to the cabin in the summer for two or three weeks with an aluminum boat tied to the roof and a station wagon stuffed with clothes and supplies we made the long trek to the cabin one year we brought Bev's cat Bev was a cat lover although mom and I aren't too far behind all the way up and back that year we heard meow meow I woke up in the middle of the night once that year and saw this black creature with four legs walking across the partition which separates the bedrooms. Not realizing what it was, I screamed. Mom came, and after calming me down, we figured out that was the feline friend. I remember Dad taking me out on the lake in the aluminum boat, just him and me. He put my canvas seat attached to a metal frame on the bottom of the boat, grabbed the engine, and off we went. That's a portion of Choices and Wheels, a passage read by the caretaker of Carolyn Newcomb when I asked the question about, do you have a favorite part of the book? Conversely, was there a chapter that was particularly difficult for you to write? Yeah. Yeah, she said, yeah. The chapters about Carolyn's mom developing Alzheimer's disease was the most difficult for her to write. For 19 years, the family watched a slow decline in mom's memory. 
painful decisions had to be made. Tears were shed while writing some of the memories down. In fact, the book is dedicated to Mom, Helen Bishop Newcomb. Her adventurous spirit brought her to Troy, New York, met the love of her life. Together, they instilled in their four children a zest for life. And that zest for life shows up on the pages here of Choices and Wheels. What kind of feedback have you received after people have read this book? The most courteous feedback I've gotten is that people can't put the book down after they start it. A number of people have told me that it baffles me. Some say it's enlightening. Others say they know more about the disability issues. Talks about how at her college graduation, she got a standing ovation when she wheeled across the stage to get her degree. She talks about the impact of the Americans for Disabilities Act in 1990. Carolyn fought for that. So a lot of things about people that have disabilities are covered in this book called Choices and Wheels. Where can people purchase or get a copy of Choices and Wheels? Choices and Wheels can be found on Amazon.com, Apple, iTunes, Noble. Well, I wish you well with the book, and I appreciate you joining me for this morning discussing Choices and Wheels. The author of the book, not able to really verbally communicate, so she has her caretaker there to answer the questions we've asked today about the book, Choices and Wheels. Thank you both for joining me this morning. Thank you for having us. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.